Hey, this is Gabe. I was up in Cleveland yesterday with the 2017 class of our Patients to Advocates program. We shot some great audio. Uh, we'll be bringing that to you in next week's podcast. This week, however, I thought we'd do a rewind and take a listen to the 2016 class uh, and what they did when they ran their Patients to Advocates program. So have a listen. Our next guests are Patients to Advocates. A collaboration of NARAL, Pro-Choice Ohio Foundation, New Voices Cleveland, Ohio Religious Coalition for Reproductive Choice, and Preterm. They're sort of like a supergroup. They are all participating in a civic engagement fellowship which equips women who have had abortions with the knowledge and skills to become reproductive health rights and justice advocates, hell yeah. Please welcome Patients to Advocates. As the first Patients to Advocate cohort, we are living proof that abortion stories are as unique as the people who have them. We represent a small part of a wide range of people that need access to abortion care. We come from various backgrounds, races, faiths, ages, and economic standings. Some of us are moms from all around the world, and some of us live right here in Cleveland, Ohio. We are 11 strong women, and we are the experts on our own bodies. We have learned about the harmful effects of abortion stigma, studied the intersection of spirituality and abortion. We've also learned about the true meaning of reproductive justice. We have canvassed our neighborhoods, escorted abortion patients past protesters. <laughs> We've marched in rallies, created art that confronts abortion stigma. We've also shared our stories with national media. Together, we wrote this poem as an exploration of collaboration and personal expression. We now present to you, I am from a body that. I am from a body that has had an abortion. Is gentle, is able, is different, is loved, is sexy, strong, and sure. Needs what? Needs just enough. Needs sex, needs rest, needs less, less drama. More commas and enough abortions for me and your mama. I am from a body that comes from a mother who showed her how to love and taught her how to love. I am from a body that I've always considered myself to be free and uninhibited. A body that dreams and sings, dances and entrances. 
I am from a body that spends too much time second-guessing ourselves and never trusting our gut. I am from a body who has had an abortion, but not aborting my future. I am from a body that has been abused, has been hurt, has been left, but considering everything will not be held back. I am from a body who thinks of the women after me, the others who shouldn't have to choose between their dreams and aspirations and the expectations of ghosts standing on corners, screaming hate and vile, safely covered under the, the title of constitutional rights. I am from a body that is not broken. I just have never showed you all my parts. Thanks to Patients to Advocates for their presentation of I Am a Body That. Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hey, everybody. We're here with Kelly uh, in the library. Um, so today is Thanksgiving, uh, and we thought we'd do something different today. So we're going to talk with some of the participants in the Patients to Advocates program. What is that program? Well, in many ways, I think it's a, a dream fulfilled for me. Um, several years ago, I was at a conference in Chicago and met women with the Chicago Abortion Fund. And um, they had a project where they helped women afford their choice and were able to pay for their abortions. And um, they offered some of those women the opportunity to do a fellowship with them. Um, theirs was a year-long program, and they learned how to be advocates for abortion care. And I was really inspired by that, but for a long time we didn't have the resources or frankly the right coalition partners to do a program in a way that I thought would, would be um, deserving of the women that, that we serve. Um, so a couple years ago um, we found a funding opportunity um, through the Education Foundation of America and we also had co new coalition partners, uh, new voices for reproductive justice, which recently expanded into Ohio, and also the Ohio Religious Coalition for Reproductive Choice, and of course, Preterm, which is an abortion clinic in Cleveland, and we've had an office with them for 13 years. And all of a sudden, the pieces started to come together where we were able to get funding to do a fellowship program for women in Cleveland who've had abortions to basically teach them how to be future leaders in our movement. And so we started earlier this year. Uh, we hired fellows um, to participate in the program. We also hired you say a fellows, you mean ladies. Ladies. <laughs> we like women. Yes. <laughs> and um, we have a, a cadre of, of women who are going through this project. Each month they learn a different skill. They've learned everything from door-to-door -door canvassing to uh, direct lobbying 
to storytelling. They have p- participated in writing a poem together and performing that at a concert. That was amazing. It Not was just amazing. any concert. I mean, that was the, the Sia Leslie Jones huge all-access concert in Cleveland. And I think our Patients to Advocates were the stars that night. Yeah. No doubt. Everyone who's talked to me about the concert, all they want to talk about is the Patients to Advocates and how wonderful they were. And, and you know, that night when I was watching them up on the stage, I, I thought back to that time in Chicago when I first had a dream that we could do something like this. And I thought to myself, you could have never imagined this. And I think that is the thing about the project that's been so great for me is that the women in this project have have taken what was a kernel of an idea and also our partners and they've turned it into something that is just beyond all my expectations and um, I couldn't be more proud of how it's turned out. And okay, you're you're getting I love it. you're getting misty eyed and I think if we keep going you'll be in a full sob. So uh, we're gonna I step out. I would never out. cry on camera. Uh huh. Would never do uh, that. And we're gonna <laughs> have them step in so you'll get to hear from them directly. So here they are. Hello, I am Alice. I'm one of the Patients and Advocates. Hi, I'm Molly. I'm another Patients and Advocate. And uh, we heard Kelly talk a little bit about the program. And Alice, I'd just like to hear about your perspective and how this experience has been for you. This experience has been breathtaking. I've learned so much about myself. I've learned so much about women's rights and reproductive justice. I've been exposed to things that maybe have been a dream to me before but now they're a reality based on this program so I I, I can't like I'm almost at a loss for words because I've, I've thanked everybody so many times because it's just it's a real good experience so I'm very thankful for it it's a uh, built my character as a woman mm-hmm. and you know as an advocate so it's like I'm really ready mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say is one of the biggest surprises um, from the program that you've experienced Mm, I would have said all access and then since we received the um the actual bustle interview I'm going to say that that was like the biggest thing yes that was the biggest thing that was cool can you tell us a little bit about that interview the interview was cool because they came to my house and they asked a lot of questions they followed me running they just uh it was I don't know they asked me so many questions because it's always interesting you sit there for this long time and they ask you all these questions but they just take certain pieces and parts of what you say so you never know how it's going to end up so just to see the final project was really cool and I appreciated Mm -hmm. that yeah awesome Mm -hmm. I want to know I know September 10th of 2016 well you participated in all access yes we were a part of a huge concert that was just it was fantastic um Sia headlined Leslie Jones uh Jessica Williams hosted uh Tiana Taylor was there so it was a great way to bring women and men and um, people of all different experiences and backgrounds together for a free concert and to be able to teach them a little bit about the movement and what we're about and as a patient to advocate Mm -hmm. we put together a poem that we were really really proud of and got to uh, show that to the world on stage so it was a really really neat experience. Okay, so since your participation with the Patients to Advocates program, where, what can you say is different for you from the beginning up until this point? Uh, wow, I would say a lot. It's um, Initially going into it, I, I didn't have expectations either way. I knew it would be a great opportunity, but for me it was something that not only did I grow in terms of the knowledge and information that I have about 
uh, being pro-choice and what that means and what that means to me, but it allowed me to develop really strong and intimate relationships with some really beautiful women and to cultivate uh, a sense of companionship and camaraderie that I've never experienced before. So yeah. it's been amazing in terms of growth of just learning about abortion and and the multifaceted issues, but also developing really strong relationships with women who have some extreme powerful impact in the community. Okay. So my final question would be to you is, if you could recommend this program to a woman, why or why not? And tell me, what would you recommend? I would absolutely recommend this program. Uh, even if you have, it, well, one of the requirements was that you, you experienced an abortion. So uh, you do have that experience. But for me, it was more so about the empowerment that I felt. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important for women, especially for young women um, who may not have the, the support system or the guidance that you would want to have. And this has allowed me to develop that and to learn how I can personally make an impact on other people, even if it's just on an individual level. Okay. Thank you. It's ICE signing off, and it was great. Thank being you. A patient to advocate. <laughs> so, good afternoon, all of you who may be seeing this on Thanksgiving or someday thereafter. My name is Laura Wellen, and I am an attorney here in Cleveland, although this is not where I'm originally from. I've been honored for the last nine months to participate in the Patients to Advocate Fellowship with uh, a dozen or so other women who I am now proud to be able to call my friends and to rely, rely upon as I kind of go forward as a champion for abortion access and reproductive justice um, in the United States. And I'm joined today by Holly. Hi, um, I'm Holly Bland. Um, I'm also a Patients to Advocate, and I am originally from Ashtabula, Ohio, and I live here in Cleveland right now, and I go to school at Cleveland State. So Holly and I have had lots of opportunities to um, be involved in a million different things through Patients to Advocates, and we wanted to take this opportunity to, to um, allow some of you viewers a little bit of an inside perspective into uh, what this experience has meant for us. And so, Holly, can you tell me... Um, What's been the greatest joy for you in being part of Patients to Advocate? I think mostly it's um, finally like feeling like other people have experienced the same thing that I've experienced. Um, I know that especially in regards to like abortion, there's a lot of stigma. So it's like very hard for someone to just like be open about their experience and to be completely like forthcoming, I guess, and like talking to people about it. And having the opportunity to really just be surrounded by women that have been through the same thing as me has been like not only empowering, but like such a learning experience and ex like learning to be accepting. And um, it's just really been very comforting and it makes me feel like at home. That's awesome. So um, because I'm a lawyer, I have to ask you the equal and opposite question. What has been the most difficult part of being part of Patients to Advocates for you? I think it's probably mostly is dealing with the opposing viewpoint. Um, a lot of times we enter situations where we're advocating for our stance on things. We're um, really, you know, fighting the stigma here with abortion and we're really working towards um, making abortion access a reality for everybody. And I feel like the greatest barrier with all of that are the people that don't agree with what we're trying to do and that are trying to do everything in their power to make it impossible for us to succeed and to reach those goals of everybody being able to have access to abortion. 
Are there things that you learned in Patients to Advocates that have helped you maneuver that space? Absolutely. Um, I think the way that I handled it before was in the situations where I did come in contact with people um, that weren't for abortion or weren't pro-choice or however you want to word it, um, I was very rude. I was very like um, hostile towards people, I guess, especially like on the internet. Um, I didn't come from a place of understanding, whereas now like you know, you don't know why someone might be thinking the way that they are. And I think um, this whole experience and like all of the different modules and learning all the things that we have has made me a more understanding person and a little bit more patient with um, taking consideration for somebody else's stance. That's a huge amount of growth. Absolutely. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. We all deserve to be congratulated <laughs> once in a while. A little bit. <laughs> um. I wanted to ask you a few questions, too. So um, can you explain your experience with Patients to Advocates in one sentence? No. <laughs> no. You asked if I can, and the answer is no, I can't. I can try. Can you try, please? A sentence has a noun, a verb, and punctuation. How many commas am I allowed? Three. Ugh. One M dash. Yeah, see, you're the communication major, so you know what that means. Um, so in brief, uh, patients to Advocates for me um, started out as recognizing that I needed to go out on a limb for my politics in a mm -hmm. way that I had not. Right. I had not put myself, my career, my body, my voice, my money behind something that but for – I would not get to be the person that I am today. Mm -hmm. But for abortion access, there is no doubt in my mind that I would have never made it into the legal practice. I would have never made it into a world where I can pay all my bills and keep a roof over my head and keep food on the table for myself. Um, I'm thankful for that. But at some point, I had to decide to be on the front lines of that battle. And mm -hmm. Patients to Advocates was an excellent opportunity for me to, in a incredibly inspiring and supportive environment learn the tools to be able to be on those front lines in a way that I feel comfortable with mm -hmm. it's not easy as you say when somebody anti-choice rails at you online mm -hmm. or in your personal life or at the Thanksgiving dinner table or anything else and learning how to not just duck and cover mm -hmm. but deal with those things head-on is the gift that patients to advocates has given to me Awesome. Um, I know that you, you even mentioned right now about um, that you are a lawyer. And do you feel that sense um, being a little bit more vocal about your abortion, your personal experience and your participation in this program has changed the way you maneuver through your professional life a little bit? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I've thought about it that way, but I've had male and female people both in my firm and outside of my firm, mm -hmm. you know, come to me um, thanking me. Mm -hmm. um, the SIA concert that uh, the Patient to Advocates got to participate in was really shocking for me because as I left that particular show, it never occurred to me that there might be people in the audience who actually agree with my politics because right. I kind of assumed nobody did. And as it so happens, I ran into multiple people on the street who I know from my professional world who, you know, high fives and hugs and they still <laughs> had their glow sticks on and their access t-shirts. And so it was awesome. And on Monday when I got to work, I found that um, some of our staff had been there and, and they actually wanted extra t-shirts. So it was, it was really cool to um, patients to advocates put me on the front line. And then by mm -hmm. putting myself there, I was able to, 
um, collect more people in my professional world who now knew that they could have a voice through me, mm-hmm. even if they felt like they didn't have a voice on their own. Awesome. Um, given the whole presidential election and everything, how do you feel um, our fight towards you know access for abortion for all is going to change in the next four years? Oh, um, <laughs> so I feel like leading up to November, I felt mm-hmm. like we were on the right path. It was a difficult mm-hmm. road. We knew the road. We knew who was on our side, who was not on our side. But we, you know, we had a path toward where we were going. And in many ways, uh, the whole women's health decision right. made me a little more comfortable with the road that America was going down. Um, but now with this huge change in the politics, I'm in, excuse me, I'm admittedly scared. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I feel like there's a lot of legislation pending in the Ohio legislature and in the national legislature mm-hmm. and in the bubbling lines of our Supreme Court that could be incredibly damaging for women. And unfortunately, the women who need abortion access and need abortion care can't wait. It's not as if they can, the pregnancy can like hit the pause button. It's not mm-hmm. like Nintendo. We can't pause it and go get dinner and come back. Unfortunately, those pregnancies are going to keep going and they're going to go on to term or they're going to go on to lose the lives of, of certain uh, women who won't be able to access the care that they need and there will be other women whose lives will be permanently changed because of the downtime that lag time in between um Mm -hmm. is terrifying for me yeah um as my last question is there any advice that you would want to give to a woman seeking an abortion given the current climate of everything going on right now seeking an abortion um i would say call us uh, if you're seeing this podcast, then mm-hmm. I promise you there are people out there that are uh, ready and willing to help you no matter where you are geographically, mm-hmm. no matter where you are in Absolutely. your education, no matter where you are in your finances. If you are honest with us, um, you know, we will help you. And by we, I don't mean necessarily myself. I mean all of the organizations that are out there to help provide access for women, provide the money that maybe you don't have or the ride that you don't have and mm-hmm. help you maneuver all of the barriers that are out there. I mean, we are women and only we can help each other stand up. And if we're not going to do that, nobody is. So right. maybe that's Absolutely. not very particular advice, but that's the advice I'd give. No, that's good advice. What was your greatest mm-hmm. barrier, Holly? I think um, I'm from Ashtabula, so there was no um, clinics up there. And I had to drive over an hour and a half just to get an abortion. And not only was it just location of the clinic but it was also um like the 24-hour um the 24-hour rule um or law that you have to you know go to your initial appointment wait 24 hours then you can finally have your abortion and uh with that made it hard you know coordinating with a work schedule a school schedule um transportation just the whole shebang because you can't drive yourself to the clinic the day you're actually having the procedure you have to have someone there with you um so I think that was it took me, I think, a week and a half from my initial visit, my initial visit to the um, visit where I actually had the procedure. So that was my greatest barrier. All right. So let's end on a good note. Okay. What are you most hopeful for, in as far as abortion access in America? Oh God. Um, I think that I am most hopeful that all of these trap laws and all of these bans will just somehow just go away, <laughs> and that there will be abortion access for all literally for all (laughs) thank you Holly good afternoon hey 
Why don't you introduce yourself? Um, my name is Kayla. Um, I am a part of Patients to Advocates. Um, we are a group of just incredible women um, that is a part of a movement in which we have became so passionate about. Um, and it's never over. And um, I'm just excited. What about you? Well, my name is Nikki, and um, I'm also a patient to advocate. And this program has changed my life in ways I could have never guessed or thought what happened to me this year. Um, after having an abortion in February, I was interviewed for um, this program, which is the first of its kind. And um, I'm grateful to have been a part of this because I feel like I have um, a lot more experience and tools to help me in real life. Like, not like school did where you thought you was learning stuff, you know, that you actually couldn't use. But um, <clears throat> I really do feel empowered um, for my future. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I did have a few questions for you. Okay. Um, I just really want to know what does patience to advocates um Again, this fellowship that we are all a part of, um, what does it mean to you personally? Um, being a patient, patient to advocate means to me um, taking it, – I feel like I've always wanted to be more involved in things that go on in your world. Like you want to take control and you want to do something, but it's like you don't really know what to do. And I feel like this has given me a vehicle to do that. And not only with just abortion, with every everything that in life that may come up where you need to say this is not right. So um, I'm grateful to have that experience. So it was like a tool for you, kind of like guidance? Yeah, yeah, kind of like the way to do, you know what I'm saying, the way to get the job done. Right, so. right, right, awesome, I agree. Um, and then I had one more. Um, how has this program changed your life overall, personally? Personally, this program has changed my life in uh, many different ways, and I feel like a lot, a lot of times everybody say, it's so it's so cliche to say everything happens for a reason, but... It's, it's kind of funny how you see a picture, you know, come together because, you know, I've been dealing with, you know, some things in my life for the past few years. I'll say the last five years have been very trying for me, and it's kind of like been a nonstop thing. But it's funny how certain things come into your life, and then you see kind of why it may have because it, it's made me um, a more patient person. And just uh, a better thinker, you know what I'm saying? I try try to think um, from more perspectives because sometimes me being an Aquarius, I'm controlling and hard to convince. Right. I need to see it to believe it type. <laughs> <laughs> and those and those those qualities are so amazing to have, and we keep learning from them every day, you know. So I just patience is key. Um, it is. We are recording this around Thanksgiving time, so I do think that. Um, it's appropriate to ask, <clears throat> excuse me, to ask, um, is there anything, maybe just one thing that you might be grateful for um, that you gained from the program, that you gained from our organization? Maybe one of the top things? 
Um, I would say the top thing I'm grateful for is the opportunity itself to be able to to do the things that we are doing, to be able to um, speak to panels at, you know, Ohio State and talk to our legislators and to to learn how to do those things in an effective way because that's, you know, that's something that's needed and we need leaders in our communities and I don't think, um, you know, sometimes we're training our youth to become leaders in their community. I think sometimes, you know, it's actually the opposite. You know, we train yeah. people to kind of just go with the flow of things, and um, that's not what I believe our country was built on. Right. And as parents, it makes us understand it so much more um, on how we want, <clears throat> excuse me again, the generation after us to grow up. So it's awesome. Okay. My turn to ask you questions. Uh-oh. <laughs> Um, well, first, how has uh, Patience to Advocates impacted your personal life? So, and I'm, I'm glad that you asked that because this organization, Patience to Advocates, has become a piece of me. I noticed um, I carry this organization, the knowledge that I learned, the things that we talk about, the experience that we um, have the opportunity to be a part of with me every day. I end up talking to people that I would never talk to about anything like this. I went from coming into this program um, scared and not knowing what was going to happen to sharing information and now around the world, you know, like, we just, I just feel like I incorporate this into my life on an everyday basis. I talk to people. Um, I try to encourage people. Um, I try to encourage young people, you know what I'm saying? Not to actually believe what I believe, but to believe that you have the right to believe whatever you want to believe. And it's, it's passion. I'm passionate about it. And I, I carry it with me every day, every day, everywhere I go, school, church, work, it doesn't matter. So it's powerful. And I think um, word of mouth or voices is the number one key to moving forward. Okay. Um, what would be something that you would want to see maybe we could change that, you know, some of the barriers that are that women are up against right now through from our program? Right. So, I mean, some of the barriers that I face personally might not be as hard or as um, um, like people can't understand why it's so hard for me versus other people's barriers. I face like insurance barriers and I understand that some people don't even have insurance. So I understand that my barriers may be a little different, but to me, the, the underlying issue is, is like understanding, you know what I'm saying? To under, I know of women um, and, and and young, old, you know, that didn't have the resources and the transportation and, and everything that was needed to get the abortion. And so I understand how important it is that nobody should be making these decisions for us. I understand that genuinely. And so, and that just makes me want them to make the movement that much more powerful. You know what I'm saying? For those that don't have insurance, for those that are four hours away from a facility for those that don't even have a, a, a place that they can go get, um, you know, birth control or, t or somebody to talk to or might 
be a part of a crisis, um, rape, you know, trauma, anything. I just feel like there is there's no way that I can stop this movement without letting a woman make that decision for herself fully, wholeheartedly, no matter what month, no matter what gender, no matter the cause, the circumstance, it's important. And like I said, my barriers, again, were insurance barriers. I did have a barrier with the protesters that were outside. It scared me. And we're already going through what we're going through when we're going to the facility. So to have that extra influence from somebody who doesn't understand, again, understanding, doesn't understand my situation, is almost heartbreaking. Yeah. And I, I carry that with me. And I, I will, I will, I will, that is a part of my story. So I'm, I'm just so passionate about it. I can talk about it for days, girl. <laughs> so would you say that looking back, you would have seen yourself be passionate about maybe not just abortion, any topic like you are about this now? Well, me personally, I'm passionate about helping people in any way. So it can be, it don't necessarily have to be this organization. I'm on other, I'm a part of other organizations that move people to help each other and do great in life. But specifically on abortion, it it's so, it's so um, secretive. Like this, what I'm talking about now, I, it wasn't even a thought in my mind that this would ever be available to me when I was going to get an abortion, you know? So it's like, I'm just so passionate about um, women's rights, um, our right to do whatever that we want to our body. Nobody can take that away from us. Um, and that's just a part of one movement, again, that I'm a part of. And, uh, you know, bringing a dozen or so women together to move that is just that much more powerful and I know you agree you know I know you personally so I know like you're yeah. passionate about it as well so I think like a dozen women being passionate about a movement like we can really move some things you know what I'm saying so that in itself is a message okay well last question what advice would you give to our next generation of fellows so that they can you know fill our footsteps well right um <laughs> I would just say, like, don't give up. Um, I'm still solid about understanding. Like, that's that's critical to me because I came in this fellowship not having that characteristic or not having that quality of understanding everybody's situation. Um, that's one of the number one things that I've learned. So teaching people that come behind us, definitely no judgment, definitely um research you know what I'm saying get your own opinion you don't have to listen to anybody behind you or in front of you all those things come as an importance to move something you know what I'm saying understanding I just think that that is key right I would say in one word keep an open mind yeah yep absolutely absolutely right. well thank you thank you mm. Alrighty, so hi everybody. My name is Ashley Underwood and I am the project coordinator for Patients to Advocates. Hi, my name is Jess and I am part of Patients to Advocates. Alrighty, so we're going to ask each other a few questions. Um, Jasmine, how has Patients to Advocates impacted your personal life? Um, well, for me, it has made me more informative as far as knowing about, you know, being a patient and advocating for it um I'm a firm believer in knowing what you you know practice what you preach in a sense and I like the fact that me going through this phase has allowed me to be able to tell someone the right information about what um hold on oh my god we're gonna have to put like five takes on this it's okay 
Okay. Um, the impact for me, honestly, is more of a personable thing than it is um, with, like, other people. Like, for me, it's, it has allowed me to open up more about my personal experiences. And um, basically, like, I'm a very enclosed person, so I don't just, like, tell everybody my business. So the fact that I have been able to openly discuss my personal life is a big accomplishment for me so this has been like a segue in order for me to not only educate other people but educate myself as well so that answers that question okay so um throughout the fellowship you all have done a different activity each month um you've canvassed in the community you've been on stage um you've talked in front of policymakers. what may be a few of the highlights of the program for you Ooh, um, the biggest one, I think for me, it's really canvassing. Um, more so because we did get to be one-on-one with people and kind of see what it is that we're facing. Um, I mean, the SIA concert was great, but it's kind of like you already knew the basis of why people were already there. But to actually knock on doors and see how other people will have a perspective on what it is that you're advocating for is a lot, you know, is a lot more telling to me. So I kind of, like, know the type of people that I'm surrounded by. So to me, that was, like, the highlight of it. Okay. And so how did that make you feel to go out in the Ooh. community and identify supporters? Um, To me, it was fun. Um, it was, I guess, informational, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very interesting because you, you run into some very awkward people people that are somewhat passionate about abortion, some people who literally hate it and don't want you knocking on their door, um, some people who is, you know, all for, hell, do whatever you want, you know, just, I won't, I mean, I won't support you either way, but it's just basically your decision, so, okay. All right, any other comments? Um, I would like to state what the overall program means to me. Um, to me, it is very, it's an empowerment um advocacy to me is it to me this advocacy group represents empowerment it represents knowledge it represents passion it represents inspirement it represents love it represents so much because you know it's a very diverse group and we reach out to so many different type of people and um it's just it's overall it's just it's passionate and it's like kind of hard to speak on something that you like are really passionate about I'm not very um, I'm not very wordsmithy with this word. That's overall that. Um, my question for you is, um, what made you want to be a part of the advocacy group? Okay. Um, so when I applied for this position, I was dead set on moving to Washington, D.C. Those were all the jobs that I applied for. And I saw this position, um, I'm an alum of Case, and so they sent out openings to their alum. And I read it, and I said, this looks really cool. This is something that I would stay in Cleveland for. So um, on the day that I had the interview, it was snowing. It was terrible weather. <laughs> and I played my favorite gospel song on the way to the interview. And I walked in, and I saw the project partners there, so Kelly and Jasmine and Laura and Mallory. And they had donuts with sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody was super nice and um, very friendly. And it was the first interview, because I was like fresh out of grad school, and it was one of the first interviews that I just felt 
very welcome. Like, even if I didn't get the position, I had learned so much during that conversation that we had. Um, so I knew nothing about abortion at all. And then I got this position, and I think I've learned just as much as you all have, you know, putting the program together. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you could change anything within the program, what would it be? Hmm. I don't know. I don't, I can't think of anything that I would change. With this being the first year, we have definitely learned a lot. Um, I do feel like, so I was hired in February, and then I started the process of hiring you all, like a week after I was hired. <laughs> and so I feel like the program just kind of started and took off of like, I don't even know if it's called steam, like past steam, maybe vapors. <laughs> and so uh, we have been so busy and um, I can't even think of anything I would change. I think all of the media attention you all have received is like amazing. I love the fact that I can wear like our abortion pro-choice pins out, like our pins and buttons. And then someone will always stop me and say, oh, that program. It's so dope. It's so amazing. <laughs> like, how can I join it? Like, what are you guys doing next? And so there's nothing I would change. I just feel the reception of it has been so supportive that I love it. <laughs> yeah. My name is Ariana, and I am a part of the first Patients to Advocate cohort. I am here today just to kind of touch bases and to give a little information about what we do. Patience to Advocate has been a, an explosive, progressive opportunity for me. It's been one of those things where it falls into your lap and you don't expect it to grow as well as it has on my end. I actually enjoy this um, organization. I have learned so much. I've become very passionate about educating other women and being educated in the process, I've learned that it's okay to have a story and to be okay with sharing your story and being okay with yourself. I am a mother of four children and I have had abortions. And even though I've had abortions, it does not mean that I never wanted to have children, but that was a choice that I made just like I made the choice to have children. And I want every woman to know that it's okay to be yourself and to make your own decisions. And that's something that Patience the Advocate had, have helped myself be comfortable with, my decisions. Starting out, I didn't expect to share anything with anyone. I came in here closed off. Meeting the girls and building the relationships that I have and learning the things that I have, being a part of the things that we've been a part of has been just extraordinary. I love these women that I work with. And I am so grateful for the opportunity. The things that we have done in this organization has been something that I, I didn't even have a dream about it. It just happened. And I feel so honored to be a part of this organization and I can only hope to grow and I thank Kelly, Ashley, Mallory, Pam. I, I just thank preterm period for giving me an opportunity to do this. This has shown me where I want to go in life and I will not stop until we can do whatever we want with our bodies however we please. And that'll be it.